0: Welcome to Spielin' and Dealing, the Georgia High School basketball podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of sandyspiel.com. And with me today, as always, is a producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you, sir? We got a nice, condensed, straight-to-the-point podcast with ghsa 2020 player rankings but before we dive into it how are you sir
1: i'm doing well call it's already august school has started in a lot of places um some off-season practices and we're getting that much closer i can't believe it it's august already and um You know, we're ready to get back into it. Player rankings means we're one step closer back to the basketball side of things. And without further ado, we'll get right into it. The usual disclaimers, um, top 20 per position in the state of Georgia heading into the 2020 season. These are rising seniors, correct, Kyle?
0: That is correct, and you're not going to find a player rankings broken down by position for the state of Georgia anywhere else. um, Everyone else usually does their top 100 or the top 50, but no one has a difficult task of trying to break down top 100 by position, which is difficult. Uh, I know we're going to have some questions as to why we rank someone this position instead of another position. You know, it's a uh, semantics. It's always kind of hard, but uh, pretty much we break it down by what the position of the player is this exact moment in high school. Once you move on to college, you know, a lot of these guys might shift positions, uh, transition to different, um, you know, styles of play. But um, either way, we try to put the top 100 players. Um, you know, I might miss a player here or there, but the most part i don't think i'm going to have too many players that are just ridiculously ranked like why is this guy ranked and this other guy ranked you know there's always going to be arguments that can be made but for the most part i do my best with what information i do have and uh, you know there's been some late movement of course with some transfers moving in from out of state um There's been a couple guys, uh, you know, recently we got, um, you know, this guy named J.T. Thor from Huntington Prep, West Virginia, transferring to Norcross. He's ranked like a five-star player. Never seen him before. We'll see how he cuts his teeth in the the state of Georgia, but Norcross trying to reload uh, after losing. Brandon Boston. Um, some other transfers have come down the pipeline. Emery Lanier, uh, son of Rob Lanier, the new head coach at Georgia State. He has transferred from Tennessee over to Woodward Academy, a senior that will not be in the rankings because he moved um, you know, too late, to my knowledge at least. Uh, haven't had a chance to put him in there. Amari McGriff. Uh, Another notable name that's been left off was at Lanier County in Class A last year left to the Rock School in Florida for some reason and now he's back at Lanier County a 6'8 senior um, who has been left off the list because we did not know he's back in the scene but a guy that you will be able to see in the state of Georgia this year, but yes, Ramin, um, all seniors, 2020, and it's just boys. Sadly, I wish I could do girls, but I'm unable to see girls enough during the off season, and I think that would be very irresponsible of me to try to rank that many girls without seeing them year round. Um, so I, I can't do that. I don't want to just put clickbait out there for me. That's not what Sandy Spiels all about. We're about trying to be as informed as possible with all our rankings and everything we do here. Uh, so that's why we just did senior boys.
1: And of course, as Kyle mentioned earlier, these are top 20 at every player. So there are a lot of good players in the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia produces a lot of college and pro basketball players, high level of competition here. So players are going to be left off and it's not necessarily an indictment, but it's just – you know. There has to be a cutoff at somewhere. So, without further ado, we'll go to the point guards one through twenty, uh, leading off at number one. You have Sharif Cooper from Chern and then Dwan Odom, Devion Smith, Caleb Bird, and Eric Gaines rounding out the top five. And we'll go straight to a question from Twitter. This one from Kawasi Reeves at Hype South Media. He asks, "What is the gap between Sharif Cooper and the rest of the field at the point guard position?" Kyle.
0: That is a good question, and I still, you know, I still. Uh all summer I was, you know, there was a bunch of rumors about Sharif Cooper not coming back to McEachin, and again, I, I'm still going with, uh, I'll believe it when I see it, but I guess everything's looking like he's going to be at and he's not going to go to a prep school, or he's not going to reclass with, you know, that can change. At the drop of a hat, it happened with Brandon Boston heading out to play with LeBron James' son at Sierra Canyon. Um, things happen quickly, uh, but I think You know, as of right now, Sharif's going to stay. He's got his AOT teammate, Dylan Cardwell, transferring over from Oak Hill Academy back to Georgia to play with them. But with that being said, I think the gap isn't as big as most people might expect. Um, Obviously, Cooper's done everything he's had to do he he silenced all the naysayers uh he got his state championship last year uh and he did it in impressive fashion undefeated season uh but Dwan Odom's really good as well I mean that's a guy going to Xavier that's a guy that's a better athlete than Sharif Cooper um you know he can make pretty much all the similar plays but he just can't score the ball as well as Cooper does but I mean Odom's a guy that's going to average 20 points per game so it's not like he he can't he can't score, um, like Cooper can. But uh, he's been asked to do different things. And you know, Odom uh, he got his state championship ring last year as well. So both those guys, um, you know, one and two Cooper. You got to give it to him. National Player of the Year, won a state championship at the highest level, went undefeated. Um, but I think Odom, you know, Davon Smith. Um, you know, a guy that could be interchangeable with that second spot with Odom. Um, Davon Smith, uh, they play with the Atlanta Celtics together. I think he's very good as well. Again, you know, the two knocks on Smith and Odom. Got to improve their outside three-point shooting a little bit. Um, Cooper, he can shoot the three-ball, and that makes him uh, a little bit more dangerous. And Cooper's just really, really slick and crafty with the ball, and he just knows how to, knows how to score the ball. But with all that being said, I think there is a gap. But I don't think it's, you know, a landslide of a gap. I mean, if you put Odom, you put St. Francis up against McEachin, you put Grayson up against McEachin, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I don't think, you know, either one of those guys is going to get the complete advantage over the other. I don't think, you know, Cooper's going to score 45 points and, you know, just make Odom and Smith look like they're not even in the same ballpark. Um, So I think there is a gap, but I don't think it's super huge.
1: And otherwise, in the list of point guards, as you go down, we have a lot of Players from smaller schools, not seven A, six A, especially in the middle of the rankings, over from you know nine or ten through the fifteen range, um, who are players that have really rose their stock recently, and have climbed up these rankings in this off season. Kyle.
0: Oh boy, I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have climbed, climbed. Uh, you know, especially you know, looking at point guard position, I'm looking at guys like Jarden Mays from Washington County. Um, you know, might not be too known across the state of Georgia. I know in. Uh, um you know in the classification what they're in class 2A I believe and in you know the middle Georgia area he's a guy that's that's been known but you know off the top of my head I don't even think he was an all-state pick this past year um so he's a guy Jordan Mays, you know being able to see him I liked him but then I started to really like him a lot uh, just with his style of play I mean he's a you know a thin guard Uh, But he's real slinky with the ball. He gets to where he needs to go. And he's a playmaker. And I think, uh, you know, Washington County, it's been a really balanced scoring team. So he never put up, like, monster numbers. But a couple seniors graduate. I think he could take on more of a scoring role this year. But he's never going to stray away from being a guy uh, that will rack up the assists as well. Uh, You know, a couple other guys that have risen their stock. You know, Meissen Lowe. Um, he's been to many schools throughout his high school career, but it looks like he's going to finish at Campbell. Uh, he's always had a really strong, um, you know, he had a really strong off season. Uh, I think he was at like Cumberland Christian Academy or somewhere like that. So you don't really get to hear too much about him, but a, a solid guard that's been rising his stock throughout. Um, obviously, I you know I'd be remiss to say the biggest stock riser, Chris Youngblood, ranked the number one shooting guard in the state of Georgia. Uh, Going to Kennesaw State, um, that is a program changer for Kennesaw State. Um, one of the best scores, if not the best scorer in the state of Georgia. He is just a bully, six four, so physically strong, shoots a three, shoots a mid-range, scores off the bounce. Gets it off the glass. He does everything. He really has risen his stock in for, you know, I mean, I have him ranked ahead of Caleb Murphy, who's been getting all the SEC offers, and he's, you know, he's got all the shine. Um, But Chris Youngblood is hard hat. He is lunch pail. He will punch you in the mouth. He scored 32 points against the Atlanta Celtics in that uh, championship game, of battle for Georgia. So he outplayed him. Chris Youngblood is the best shooting guard in the state of Georgia, um, hands down, which is what he has done. Just look at what he has, you know, accumulated with East Coweta turning that program around. They went 24 and four. Were 24 and one at one point before injuries really derailed them. Um, he's been a, a heck of a stock riser. Um, you know Jackson Greco over at Sequoia, starting to pick up a lot of these Division One, low major, mid major offers. Uh, he he's been rising just because exceptionally well, and he has really rounded his game into being an all around scorer. And he's a sneaky athlete as well. He can you know he helps rebound, he can defend, he's got kind of long arms, and he can block a shot here and there. Uh, so that's a guy that's uh, risen his stock. Um, I'm just going to scroll down through each of these. Uh, you know, all these players that have been moving up through our, our rankings. So, um, you know, Jackson Greco, we touched on, uh, other guys looking at small forward position. Uh, do I see any guys that have really risen their stock a whole lot? Um, uh, Kent Gerard, a guy I haven't been able to see in person. Um, I think he's talented at Camden County. I've heard really good things about him. I wish I could see him, but he's about 6'5 on the wing. Sounds like he can score in a multitude of ways. Uh, Perry Robinson from Kennesaw Mountain. He uh, checks in at 16 on our small forward rankings. A 6'7 wing that is kind of a combo forward. Eric Blair this is his new head coach over there. Uh, the offense is going to run through him now. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to really shine. He's picking up some Division II interest. I would not be surprised if Division One start uh, to really reach on him. I uh, got that just barely missed the uh, the top 20 list for small forwards who I think could by the end of the season could be like a top 10 small forward in the state. Georgia I'm looking at Treshawn Wilson at New Manchester only averaged about 11 points per game or so Uh, New Manchester has so much talent but they just don't win games at the high school season um but Treshawn Wilson every time I've seen him with team force he is really impressed he's about six five he can score at all three levels that's the guy that you want to keep an eye on he has really been rising his stock throughout and um you know just looking through uh you know power forwards and uh centers um adonis tolbert has been moving up the ranks over there at denmark he plays above the rim he might be one of the you know most powerful dunkers in the state of georgia he's about six five six six i like his game i think um for division twos especially like peach belt schools that's guy you got to take a long hard look at and if a division one low major falls in love with him i wouldn't be overly surprised with that um other guys have been rising their raising their stock Um uh, mohammed diallo about six nine at southwest to cab he cracks our top 20 list at centers still raw but there's a lot of potential there um i like what he's been able to do christian fussell obviously he's been a super popular name he's got a lot of mid-majors in play he's already cut down his list to a what like top five or so um He's bounced around from school to school. He's found a home at Green Forest, and he feels – it looks like he feels much more comfortable with the ability to go inside and out, knock the three-point three shot down. Um, I think he's really been rising his stock because that's a guy – you know, you asked me about Christian Fussell this time last year, I said, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't really know if he has it. I don't know if he's got that toughness. I don't know if he really has a, a position that he can grow into. But Christian Fussell, uh, he has done a great job. He has really grown, grown, grown that game. And he's done uh, you know everything he's been needed to do Um To be a a top five uh, center in the state of Georgia. And he's got a lot of offers that go with it. So um, those are just some of the guys that I feel like have really raised their stock. You know, just going back to the point guard position. I mean, Jack Coastal at um, Mill Creek, he's been getting a lot of attention from Division IIs as well. Um, And lastly, one more, I would be remiss again if I would forget Keon Sedgwick. That's a guy, not a lot of fanfare at all statewide. But I really fell in love with him when I saw him against East Paulding last year at Paulding County. Um, And now with his SEBA FCI Warriors team, Keon Sedgwick, he defends, he plays offense, he does it on both ends of the floor. Uh, He might not be the best player on his team ever, but that's a guy that... Is going to just provide instant energy, gonna defend the full 94 feet or however however big a high school court is. I really love what Keon Sedgwick does, and if I'm a Division II school, uh, NAI school, that's the guy I'm gonna keep an eye on because I know he's gonna be well coached with uh, Billy LaPresse and those FCI Warriors. I know he's very talented and he has a chance to really make some hay for Coach Hammond over there at Paulden County. They won a lot of games this past year, didn't get into the uh, the postseason, uh, but Keon Sedgwick, I am a big fan of him just because, uh, you know, I just love that he is involved in every single play offensively and defensively every single trip down.
1: As you work your way down and then back up, back to the point guards, one more question before we move on. This one also from Twitter and it kind of comes to the methodology you mentioned earlier about players. There's a, almost proliferation of people calling themselves combo guards and being interchangeable, you know, guards and forward, small forward, power forward, kind of being able to play all through the one to the four. But you do have to list them at one position and so this question from Twitter, if you can kind of answer the question first and then go into your methodology, how you decide what player plays or is ranked where in these rankings. Um, Cameron Cherry, number 10 point guard Kawasi was asking, what makes you think he's a point guard rather than an interchangeable um, shooting guard slash small forward
0: yeah and i mean you know that's a, a tough question because you know when i watch him play um this past season uh i guess it was with the making bucks if i'm not, not mistaken um you know he handled a lot of the duties with um jordan mays so uh you know he has the ball in his hands a lot so he is more of like a combo guard you know from what i've seen you know kawaii C- Sees him a lot more than when I do, uh, than I do. But you know, he has the ball in his hands. But it's all going to be a moot point because you know, you know, talking to some uh, important people in the middle Georgia area, I was just informed today that it sounds like uh, Cam Cherry's not going to be at Northeast Macon, and he's going to be going to a prep school. Um, in North Carolina, it seems so. You know that's that's the the risk we take when we rank these players in the state of Georgia. People come, people go. It looks like Cameron Cherry. We're not even going to be able to, you know, see him in the state of Georgia. But that was a guy that really impressed me from that that one time I've seen him play. He has the ability to really take over games. He's a big guard at about six three six four. Again, And from just the the one time I've seen him from talking to my people in the area, I've seen him a lot. You know, he can tend to be a little nonchalant, uh, a little too cool for school. uh, But when he wants to lock in, he can really dominate games. And he could be one of the best point guards in the state of Georgia. But uh, again, it looks like he's going to be going to prep school. And uh, I guess it's a moot point now.
1: And we'll move it down onto the shooting guards. You mentioned Chris Youngblood from East Coweta at the top of the rankings in your stock risers portion. Um, but, you know, just fundamentally, what does a shooting guard need to be able to do? And what traits does a shooting guard need to excel at in order to get ranked high up in these rankings, Kyle?
0: Yeah, it's really difficult because there's some guys that just got left off the list. And I know we'll probably talk about each position Um uh, I would like to talk about each position, I know, before we move on from one to the next. Uh, the guys that just missed out at, you know, each position. Uh, but for shooting guards, um, obviously you got to be able to score the ball, but I don't want one-trick ponies. I know, that, and it gets, you know, not to say that in a bad way, there's, it, it, you know, for each position – to be honest with you, it's hard. There's guys that are great at one trait, and they specialize in that trait, and they're outstanding. Like a guy, like uh, um, uh, my my guy over there at uh, at Chattahoochee, uh, Mr. Bailey, Franklin Bailey. He is a phenomenal three-point shooter, and I was debating back and forth, can I put Franklin Bailey uh, in our uh, our rankings for uh, uh, shooting guards? And if we're just looking at Um, top shooters in the state of Georgia hands down Franklin Bailey uh, from Chattahoochee is a top 10 shooter in the state of Georgia but you know when I I rank these shooting guards you know I want guys that that can shoot that can score but can they do a little bit more can they get to the basket um, you know consistently can they you know Are they good ball handers? Are they good defensive players as well? And uh, Franklin Bailey, you know, him and Jacoby Coleman, who ended up getting uh, that final spot, it looks like in our, our, uh, our top 20 at the shooting guard position. I was going back and forth, back and forth with Jacoby Coleman and Franklin Bailey. And I think, Coleman, he's, you know, from Fayette County, I think he's a little more dynamic with his overall, you know, he can pass the ball, he can get to the basket a little bit, Both those guys, obviously, their number one trait is going to be three-point shooting, and Coleman, he did average about, you know, 14, 16 points per game for Fayette County, a team that did lose in the Class 5A state championship to Buford, so Coleman did You know, he was on that big stage. Um, Franklin Bailey, I love him, and he's going to be a college player, hands down, just because he can stretch the floor exceptionally well. And I think he's a sneaky, good defender, too. But he does get a lot of, you know, open looks, uh, especially with Chattahoochee, because a lot of people are keying in on um, Cam Sheffield, who's going to be at Rice. Uh, You're looking at. Oh, man, Uh, little point guard over there, AJ, uh, he scores the ball extremely well as well for them. So it's really tough um, for, uh, you know, Franklin Bay was going to get a lot of good looks, but a lot of people are going to be keying in on uh, what Chattahoochee has at that guard position. And uh he gets a lot of good looks, but, you know, even when he wasn't, you know, the third or fourth option, even with the FCI Warriors, he always shot the ball exceptionally well and did a really good job. But, uh, you know, that's the one of the guys that I really had a hard time leaving off my list um but you know aj white always going to get the the lion's share of the shots and cameron sheffield and you know he's a perfect addition uh with chattahoochee to fill up uh, the stat sheet from the three-point line uh but it was between jacoby coleman and um franklin bailey as that that last you know a guy that's going to be a specialist as a three-point shooter and i had to go with coleman just slightly but uh That does not mean Franklin Bailey is not a top ten shooter in the state of Georgia because he certainly is. But when I'm ranking all these players for shooting guard for all these positions, I want you know I want a guy that I can trust is well rounded that can do it in multiple facets. Um, So that's why I have a guy, you know, um, like. You're looking at Jaquavian Florence. He's a great athlete. He can shoot the ball exceptionally well. He can score the ball. Uh, Chris Youngblood was my number one shooting guard because he rebounds. He defends. He can score at all levels. Um, Eugene Brown, same. I had him ranked very highly. He can defend. He's long on the perimeter. He's 6'6", 6'7". He can shoot the ball exceptionally well. Um, Kershawn Thrash was a, a huge stock riser. Nearly forgot to mention him over there at Eagles Landing. He rose all the way to number six, and I don't even know if he really has a position at the high school game because he plays every single uh, position extremely well. He can defend centers, and then he can come down and run the point uh, at the next uh, next time down uh, the floor. He is such a jack-of-all-trades. That's a guy who has great, great value, ranked him as a shooting guard, could probably be viewed as – maybe a point guard at times because he can handle the ball small forward, uh, even a power forward on some days, a guy that's just a real jack of all trades. But, um, when I do rank players, I'm really looking for guys that I I know can do a multitude of things. And that's why specialists, um, kind of aren't ranked as highly, uh, in my rankings, um, because they're, they're great at that one area. um, but I'm usually looking for guys that can really be well rounded. Uh, but that does not, you know, that's not a knock on the Jacoby Colemans or the Franklin Baileys of the world. Um, that's just why they're ranked a little farther down than like the Chris Youngbloods who can do everything on a basketball court. And that's why Chris Youngblood was ranked number one.
1: And before we move on from the shooting guards, let me ask a question here. And I guess it's a discussion that comes up pretty often in the NBA, NBA, excuse me, surrounding the mvp debate so you break it down what does it stand for most valuable player does that necessarily mean the best player or the player that helps their team the most and for the sake of this question i'm going to define mvp as the player that helps their team the most or the player that in the you know sabermetric era brings the most wins to their team that without them, you know, the team would not be near as good. And so just for posterity's sake to make the question interesting, we'll drop the top three Quiz Youngbug, Jaquavian Florence, and Eugene Brown from this uh, from your list of possible answers here, make it a bit more interesting. So from your shooting guards, ranked four through twenty, who is the most valuable player, Kyle? Oh boy. Uh, that's a that's a very good question most
0: valuable player uh, I mean if we were just looking you know value you know the, people are more valuable to other teams now if I we took off one of these guys It could completely change your team. Now, I'm looking at like a Webster County, um, Keandre Campbell, a guy that averaged like close to 30 points per game this past year. Uh, Webster County and Class 1A, they only won like four or five games or so, so they weren't any good. Um, So he got a lion's share of the shots. He put up a lot of big points, and he's a really good player. So as far as valuable goes, if you took him off Webster County, um, they probably don't win a game this this past year. Um, But does that – you know mean that he is the best player um, you know rankings wise that doesn't mean he's necessarily the best player but you know he has to do so much for Webster County you take him off they probably don't win a game this past year um, so it's really hard to judge you know uh, you know you're looking at teams like um, you know, Grayson, they have a lot of really good players. If you take Caleb Murphy off Grayson, are they going to completely fall off a cliff? No, he, he transferred in from Norcross this past year, and Grayson was just fine without him. So, um, you know, Caleb Murphy's obviously really, really good. Is he extremely the most valuable player piece to Grayson? No, I don't think so because Grayson was good without him last year. And even at Norcross this past year, it's not like he was a uh, the number one or number two option. You know, the, the B.J. Boston was a top option and Kyle Servant was a good option as well. Um, so being valuable, it's really tough as far as what you're looking at in high school. Um, because if you took like the best player off a, a really average high school team or even a bad high school team, that high school team can completely fall off a cliff, but when you're a really good player on a really good team, um, you can kind of pluck that player and take him off that roster, and that team could still survive without them. Like if Caleb Murphy was not on Grayson, Grayson would still would be a really good team. Um, but if you, if uh, you know, just looking at these other guys to the list, if you took off. Just scrolling through, you know, if Christian Chambers wasn't at Evansville, if, uh, you know, Zy Wright, obviously, if he was not at Aquinas, you know, those are guys that are extremely important to their team success. And you take them off that roster and their roster kind of, you know, it gets very shaky. I don't want to say it crumbles, but it gets very unsteady because that's their, you know, that's their stalwart. That's their guy that they can trust and lean on. Um, so it's different for each roster. You know, these powerhouse programs have, you know, okay, if you take off our number one guy, well, we got two, three, and four. That's going to be the number one player on 80% of the teams uh, across the state of Georgia. So, as far as most valuable players go, just, you know, Zy Wright's extremely important to what Aquinas has done. Um, Keandre Campbell, I mentioned earlier. Um, So, those would be you know, most valuable to their specific team. Those are some of the guys that, you know, come to mind first.
1: Right. And I asked that question, I mean, one, because it's interesting, but two, because I think it illuminates the other side of ranking these high school prospects. And so far as you're somewhat bound by the situation you're in and theoretically in high school, you go to the, High school in which you you live in you live closest to and so you're kind of bound by if it happens to be a good team or if it happens to be a bad team then you know you're a good player on a bad team and you get more shots you score more points but you don't necessarily win as much versus if you're a great player on a great team then maybe you don't get as many opportunities and you can't get you know you're, you're just bound by your surroundings
0: yeah Um, i think you really hit the nail on the head there it's just it's it's different it's not like the nba where like the nba where i can take a player off but these guys are in the nba they'll they'll pick up the slack they might not be as good but someone's going to be able to score 20 points a night for the atlanta hawks if you take off trey young or john collins someone's going to be able to put the ball in the basket but when you get to like these small high schools webster county who i keep harping on keandre campbell you take him off that roster um you know, it's gonna get really difficult uh, to put the ball in the basket and score points and put it on the scoreboard. So uh, that's why I keep harping on those those smaller school guys, where they're not at the 7A Norcrosses or the Graysons that have a, you know, a, a, an embarrassment of talent at times, um, embarrassment of riches. Uh, once you get to those smaller schools, the smaller the school, the more important those uh, those players are to their programs.
1: Now we'll take you down to the small forwards. You have Jaquez Kirby, Jamonte Hill, Melvin Edwards, Tonari Lane, and Brandon Stroud ranked in the top five. Walk us through kind of the top uh, top ten portion of this list, Kyle.
0: Yeah, Jaquez Kirby, he's the best player. Um, he can do everything on the court when he feels like it. He's a complete, you know, he's a stud. He's a star. He averages close to a triple double. I know Jeff Davis is class 2A. It's not the biggest level of competition, but uh, put him anywhere. You put him on a 7A school, and he has pretty much every every offer imaginable. Maybe not like a Duke or Kentucky just quite yet, but he has every single offer you could want. And uh, he's starting to get those big-time offers, starting to pour in. But Jacquez Kirby, he can do anything and everything on a basketball court. He is just phenomenal. His passing, his scoring, his rebounding, uh, a great athlete. Um, he, he can do everything, and that's why he is the number one small forward. In the state of Georgia, he just does everything. Um, Jermont Hill, he, you know, probably more of a guard. But again, this is what when we look at ranking these players, yeah, he's going to be a guard in college. Um, but as far as what Tucker does, they have Raylon Berrien. They have, a uh, you know, they've had, you know, Nick Watson was there. A lot of other guards that handled, uh, you know, playing on the perimeter and Jamonte Hill, he did have a really high usage rate. So the ball was in his hands a lot, but for argument's sake, I just ranked him as a small forward. Um, more so kind of like as a wing, and that's why he's ranked as highly as he is. And he would have been ranked highly as a, a shooting guard as well. But with that size, 6'6", 6'7", it's kind of easy to tap him as a small forward. And he's really good, and he really impressed me in the state championship last year with Tucker. And I think he's going to impress people uh, a lot more coming down the pipe. Uh, Melvin Edwards a guy. I, I wrote about him early in the travel ball season. I said this guy, and you could even, you know, go back through the archives. I said this guy. It might be time to kind of uh, think of this guy as a real legitimate D one prospect. Six six, athletic. Uh, can shoot the three can defend the rim can get to the basket you know he dunks everything when he's around the basket and now he has a handful of division one offers mid-major and I think that's going to continue to grow I think uh the best is yet to be seen of Melvin Edwards I think he's going to you know it's a slow burn he's going to get better and better and better and better especially when he gets to college um Tenari Lane a guy that's just been so reliable since day one at Parkview then Shiloh now Grayson um I really love his game he's going to train Translate, translate well to the next level. think he could be a power five player just because you know he can shoot the ball, which is something he's worked on. He's physically strong. He's going to rebound. He's a great kid on and off the court. And Tanari Lane, uh, I think he could be a power five player. And if he is not one and he ends up being a, uh, a mid-major guy, he's going to be a steal and he's going to have a heck of a career. Um, five and six, Brandon Stroud, Xavier Valley, been going back and forth, back and forth. Those guys, Stroud is... He's got a lot of upside, and people in the past college coaches have been trying to tell me that he is, you know, he could be better than uh, Chris Youngblood. Maybe long term he is. I think Chris Youngblood, his running mate right now, is the alpha male on that East Cali team. But Brandon Shroud's really good, and uh, you know he could kill you for 30 points one night. Uh, but sometimes, you know, he could take a back seat and score 14 and 15 points, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes he's just got to be able to turn it on and say, okay, Chris Youngblood. I know you're you're the dude, but let me be. I want to be the alpha male. I'm gonna. You can take this night off. I'm gonna get you 30 points, and you know just be able to have it tuned up uh, 100% all the time you know sometimes there might be a play here or there where uh he's not going to really be involved whereas his teammate Chris Youngblood you always know he's on the floor Uh, but Brandon Stroud he's continuing to build that consistency last year was a huge step for him and he could really take another great step um this upcoming season I'm going to be interested to see what type of numbers he puts up at Brandon Stroud very good and Xavier Valley same thing he you know six foot eight can get really hot and hit five threes in a row but again sometimes he can you know shift into the the background picture I want Xavier Valley to be the star on the floor every single time he touches the ball for North Clayton Uh, there's no reason why he should not be averaging you know 20 plus and close to 10 plus rebounds a game because he has that type of talent and I think he's a guy if he pieces it all together which he's very close to doing I think Xavier Valley could be a complete stud at the college level And then seven, Cam Bryant. I've never been able to see him too much. I see a lot of videos with him. I know he's been injured sometimes, you know, here and there throughout the season for Dutch Town, just looking at his stat lines and everything. But if he can put together a complete full season, be on the court uh, the entire season, really make his presence felt, I think this could be the year he really breaks out and, again, becomes like a 2010 guy because uh, it was Deontay King who transferred in, uh, or Dontavious King transferred in, you know was that dude for Dutchtown? uh not this past year but the year before he was a monster uh, and now you got jermaine man entering the picture with Dutchtown. so with him and cam bryant i think those two guys they got to have you know monster years we've seen it from jermaine man he's been able to do it at the high school level consistently now cam bryant it's time for him to really just be that workhorse, that go to guy um you know you know day in and day out and i think he's very capable of doing that as well and then number nine lamar odin um green forest can sometimes get lost in the shuffle with a lot of big guys and they share the ball very well but he's a talented scorer and then emmanuel jones over there at Glen hills uh a guy that's really going to start to blow up some more and more and more. Uh, you know, the Augusta area doesn't always get as much love as the Metro Atlanta area, but he can definitely play at six six uh, inside and out. That's a name that a lot of coaches will be tracking over the next couple of months
1: that was a mouthful Carlson. so now we'll take it over to Twitter for hopefully a shorter answer for you but one you may have to think about this one also from who he asks who is the better perimeter duo East Cowita's Chris Youngblood and Brandon Stroud who we just mentioned in the small forward list or Grayson's Davion Smith and Caleb, Bur- Caleb Murphy excuse me
0: um very tough because one's point guard shooting guard one's a shooting guard small forward combo um you know grace in that backcourt is going to be extremely important to what they do davon smith is a freak athlete he's a great shot blocker for a little guy probably the best shot blocking guard in the in the country maybe um as far as production wise you know again when you you, you mentioned you know Grayson but they have Tanari Lane as well they got a multitude of options that they can throw out there that are gonna you know they might hurt their stats a little bit as far as um Smith and what uh um uh, what Murphy can put out there um but not to tip or toe tiptoe around uh, I think Smith and uh, Murphy I think that two that combination as far as college wise I think they're gonna be um you know, they're the bigger prospects, college-wise, but as far as high school and the importance to what they do at the high school level and their production, I think I have to go with Chris Youngblood and Brandon Stroud, which is going to turn a lot of heads. But Chris Youngblood, I'm telling you, he is something else. He might be the most unstoppable scorer, if not, you know, outside of Sharif Cooper, like that we have. Like Chris Youngblood has been phenomenal, and that's not a knock on the Grayson guys, but like. He is outstanding. Chris Youngblood is outstanding. He is a Power 5 player. He should be playing in the ACC or SEC. He could if he wanted to, but he's going to Kennesaw State, and he could be a complete you know, a historic player there, if he continues to get better and better and better, if he has not leveled off and if he, you know, if the best is yet to be seen, uh, which we will see, you know, has he hit his peak? That's something we'll have to we'll have to see. But Chris Youngblood is great. And with Brandon Stroud, he, you know, he's still piecing together things. I'm going with the 6'6 and the 6'4 combination of East Coita versus, you know, the already great established, um, you know, Murphy and uh dave on um i am going with east cowita i'm gonna rock the uh the apple cart and i just think chris young but he's been on a tear like we have not seen in a long long time and uh that's why i gotta go with that duo
1: and before we leave the small forwards, I have one last question for you. I do want to give you an opportunity to take a look at the bottom of the list and uh, see who is right on the cusp, who got left out, who was that tough decision that you were battling, whether they should be in the rankings or not in the small forwards in the 2020 class in Georgia. And then also kind of the follow up question to that would be either who in the bottom half of the rankings or who just got left out, do you think has the biggest chance to propel themselves upward if you were to do an end of season 2020 rankings update?
0: yeah and i'll just quickly hit on um you know i'll just do it so we get out of the way for point guard shooting guard small forward all these guys so we can get out uh and i'll start at point guards the guys that barely miss the list uh tyleek williams over there at harris county he's been very good for a long time michael whitmore um i got i i am a really big fan of his game michael whitmore i think he is really good over there at woodward academy um i i think he is he's very good and i think he's going to be a college basketball player uh no doubt i think he's really shifty with the ball he's really quick Uh, but with woodward academy that what they're bringing in emery lanier now is just transferred on in there um um, will richard from woodward academy so that's going to push his you know he's going to get shifted down a lot as far as his importance uh to what woodward academy does already with walker kessler there so th- i mean they're very loaded now um but i was always a big fan of michael whitmore as well and then like guys Derek edwards over in that savannah area he's good Micah roebuck just got left off the list from franklin county as well who shifted over to point guard full time um looking at shooting guard evan hurst over there at milton tyshawn briscoe um Over there in the uh, Lakeside Evans area, Uh, those are guys that just got left off the list for me. Um, Small forward, Rashawn Frederick was in and out, in and out, in and out. Of my top twenty small forwards, um, I really do like Rashan Frederick a lot. Uh, um, you know, being able to shoot the ball a little bit better, but he has shown he can hit timely threes uh, throughout his career. But Rashan Frederick, a state championship at Therrell, I think he should be in that that top twenty list. Um, Demetrius Reeves, uh, Reeves, he should definitely be there. Tri Cities, he's probably got that should have been on the list but again he's just not a shooter uh but he is a great rebounder he plays hard he's one of the best slashes in the state of georgia and he's definitely a guy that should be on a division two radar uh easily and even like a low major might kick the tires on him i think that's the guy that has gotten left out of my list uh but he really should be on there i mean like the, ranking the small forwards just going through all these small forwards like these are a lot of really good players um, so it was extremely hard. Like Luke champion, I put him in there, six, seven wing, uh, outstanding three point shooter. He's been getting better at diversifying his game. I th- still think he needs a little bit more work to do, but I mean, just the size and his ability to shoot, uh, I-, I felt like he had to be in that top 20 somewhere. And that's where, you know, we kind of left out like a Sean Wilson should have been there. Uh Made it really tough, Kobe Stewart, out in the Augusta type area as well. And then I'll make it quick for you, Rameen. Power forwards, Uh, just looking down the list, were there any guys that got left off that um, were really close? You know, we're always a state that's starved for size, but um, just looking like Zach Vickers is pretty solid over there at Cherokee. Uh, That's a guy that could have been in the discussion, and you know, could play college basketball at like a Reinhardt or somewhere like that. Trusty guy. Um looking at um Anuma Dekike butchered that name, but I really loved what I saw from him over there at North Clayton, a football player, a wide receiver, six He's a very quality big man. And then uh, you know, James Munlin, I had to leave him off the list. 6'11 from North Gwinnett going to Buford you know he's big he's got a lot of work to do to become a a dominant force uh that's why he got left off the list but he is something that long term he could end up being uh, a very good player but he just has a lot of work to do and that was like the big name that i got left off on my centers list so uh quickly i had to run through all that sorry
1: you're good on to power four it's now the breakdown one um you have josh taylor Jermaine mann sam Hines awkward Aqua, i think i butchered that and sean rutledge in your top five power forwards what are you looking for in an ideal world and what do you see in georgia
0: Um, it's really impossible because when you get the big man do you want a big man that defends the rim especially when we move over to centers do you want a big man that defends the rim and rebounds or are are you looking you know are you grading it as far as uh, okay this is a center that can score a lot and can step out and shoot the three and score with his back to the basket so it's all really what do you value and what do I value you know it just depends. Are you that great of a shot blocker and that great of a rebounder that I can put you ahead of a guy that is a good score and more well rounded? Like, are, is your skill set that? Superior that I value it that much more than a a guy that's just well rounded. You know, it just depends on how good of you know how much value do I put in how good are you are you like the elite shot blocker in the state of Georgia that you know you can make up for not being as much of an offensive threat. Um, you know, it's very tough when we get to all that. Uh, but for f- power forwards like Sam Hines, that guy you know probably more of a small forward. Jermaine man probably gonna have to be more of a small forward in college. Um, you know, Chase Ellis as well, we got him there as a power forward, but he's kind of, you know, as he's like a six-three power forward. He's not too much of a power forward, but, you know, just the role he's played for St. Francis, he has to play pretty much every position. So he's probably more of a small forward, but um, – and even Bernard Pelot. Again, more of a small forward, more of a wing, but I had to put him at power forward just because, you know, the role, he's been the biggest player for Woodville Tompkins, and I know he's going to handle the ball a lot more this upcoming season, but uh, and, uh, it's really tough. Even Carl Cleveland, too, a guy that scores all over the floor, has a small forward game, but he posts up a lot, uh, It's just really hard once you get to the forward positions in the big men. But, you know, um, Bernard Pellote, a guy that can really – I think he's been elevating his stock a lot quietly. He's got a chance to really put up some big, big numbers uh, without Preston Crisp there and Charleston Willingham. So I'm excited to see what Bernard Pelote does. He's going to be moving up throughout the ranks. But as far as the top three, Josh Taylor, he's always been highly respected as a, a you know just a big time player. And I got an email. He's listed as a 2021 guy. Well. This is going to be his fourth year playing high school basketball. This is 20. He might be a reclass eventually 2021, but he's 2020. This is his last year. He can't be in high school playing five years and everything. So this is, I believe it's going to have to be his final season. Um, so, because he started off as a 2020 class and then you know once you it gets real shady once you move to other places here and there so he has to leave but uh, uh very talented player jermaine man very good sam hines very good as well um so i like those guys and uh uh just looking at these other guys um you know I'll, I'll jump into centers real quick for you as well so we have to wrap this up i got some places to go to but walker kessler easy colin granger i think he's very good um uh, Bryce Robinson is a guy that has been making some waves for uh, Alexander as well um, I like him a lot Jacob Radiker over there at Jefferson uh, he can step outside and knock down the outside shot Jacob Radeker is a name that you're going to want to keep an eye on over there uh, as a guy in North Georgia that's going to start pick up some offers um, but you know other guys that pretty much sums it up as far as things go Um kidrick barrett who's been buried at lambert he's got a chance to really um make waves at lithia springs an important big man for them but uh um that's a a quick rundown on everything i know the big man kind of got short short changed a little bit but jordan mecca a big shot blocker but colin Granger, i think he has all the tools to be outside of walker kessler the most complete big man he's just got to put it all together but he has the tools he runs the floor like no other he rebounds he scores he can shoot the three he can handle the ball a little bit um Rim protection might need to get a little bit better with that, but um, as you can see, remain um, great players all throughout the state of Georgia. A lot of guys can get short change here and there, get slipped to the cracks, but it's tough. There's no guys that are on this list that don't deserve to be on the list, and uh, I think the state of Georgia in good hands.
1: Thank you, Kyle. Before we end this podcast, some couple of things to plug here. All-area girls are coming out tentatively on September the 8th, the preseason all-area boys list on September the 15th, The All-State Girls list on September the 29th, and the All-State Boys list on October the 6th, and then finally the first state rankings that we come to expect on Sundays and Mondays for girls and boys, respectively. The inaugural Girls State rankings for the 2020 season are coming out on October the 13th, and the Boys edition on October the 20th. However, I'm sure we'll be back with you before then, presumably to cover the uh, transfer list and see who has ended up where and what that means in the grand scheme of things. But until then, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.